first reading today is from Romans 12, verses 1 through 3. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, do not think of yourselves more highly than you ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I want you to stand for the reading of the gospel. John, the 12th chapter. Six days before the Passover meal, Jesus came to Bethany, the home of Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. There they gave a dinner for him. Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those at the table with him. Mary took a pound of costly perfume made of pure nard, anointing Jesus' feet, and wiped them with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, the one who was about to betray him, said, Why was this perfume not sold for 300 denarii and the money given to the poor? He said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. He kept the, the common purse and used to steal what was put into it. Jesus said, leave her alone. She bought it so that she might keep it for the day of my burial. You always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Grace and peace to you from God and our Savior, Jesus. Our first reading, Paul's letter to the Romans. These three verses could each be a sermon, so get comfortable. No. Verse 1, what is spiritual worship? Verse 2, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. What does that entail? In verse 3, by the grace given, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but with sober judgment, according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. Paul tells his readers that spiritual worship is to live sacrificially, which requires being transformed by renewing their minds in light of the gospel of Christ, to discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. This is to be done in humility, with sober judgment, by the grace given to you by God according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. There's a Mars Hill song, Romans 12, that puts it this way. I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's many mercies, offer your minds and your bodies in action for service. For this is reasonable this is faithful, this is spiritual, this is worship. Mercy, transformation, grace, and faith. These are words rarely shared or acted out when people live a life conforming to this world. We need to remember, Paul isn't writing to those without faith. 
He is writing to those who confess a faith, and yet he gives this admonish and this encouragement. It is what we see played out in our gospel reading today. We have two extremes. Mary, the sister of Martha and Lazarus, she is anointing Jesus' feet. This is spiritual worship. The anointing is an act of pure extravagance. That is what Judas is complaining about. He is on the other end of the spectrum, although his argument is that the perfume could be sold for 300 denarii, which was the equivalent to a year's wage, and be given to the poor. The writer of John shares with us the truth, that Judas, Iscariot, the disciple who would betray Jesus, was a thief. For he kept the common purse and used to steal what he put into it. Mary models what it means to be a disciple, to serve, to love, to share in Jesus' death. Judas has conformed to this world, which convinces us to look out for ourselves, no matter who or what it might hurt. I'm reminded of John 7, verse 24, Gail O'Day said, this one verse is the key to John's gospel. Do not judge by appearances, but judge with right judgment, with mercy, being transformed, offering grace and sharing your faith. These are necessities for right judgment. Judas did not have right judgment. In fact, he was simply deceitful. These readings are perfect for the season of Lent, a time of reflection and renewal. We honor it through an act of discipleship. Some do it by sacrificing, while others by taking something on. Either way, it is meant to lead to transformation. I've done both. I have given up pop in the past, and now I have no desire to drink it. I've been transformed by a couple of pounds coming off of me. But what I've clinged to is to each year read through one of the Gospels. And I thank you for allowing me to share that with all of you as we do the narrative lectionary starting in January and going through Easter and beyond. Because Lent, although just 40 days with these Sunday little Easters, is a time to concentrate on discipleship. It is something we should be doing daily in our lives, no matter the season or time of year. Pastor Boyd Bailey, author of Wisdom Hunters, calls us to spiritual worship. It is to be infused and animated by the living presence of God in our midst at all times. It is the realization that creation is not an end in and of itself, but is meant by design to point beyond itself, to help us see the whole of life should be received as a gift and is meant to be offered back to God as an offering of thanksgiving and praise. To be clear, our wider culture does not struggle to appreciate the created world. In fact, we are in many ways obsessed with it. We indulge our desires and our senses in food and drink. We spend countless amounts of money pampering and conditioning our bodies. 
We, in, other, in many ways, worship the body and long for physical intimacy and connection at every turn. Worship that does not expand beyond a personal level isn't spiritual. It's selfish. The truth is simply this. Your body is not prim primarily a means of feeling pleasure or fulfilling personal desires, but it is a God-given way for you to love others, just as God loves each one of us. This transformation begins when you choose to sacrifice your personal desires and creature comforts for the good of others. When you give away your time, talent, and treasure to those in need, you begin to learn what is good and pleasing to God. And when you see the way your physical actions can bless others and bring change and renewal in the world, you begin to offer worship that is truly spiritual. As I read this message to my wife last night, she said, and do they know that when you serve, when you give to others, your brain gives off some dopamine and it enlivens you? We were designed to do this. We are renewed and transformed physically as well as spiritually in our acts of spiritual worship. Elizabeth Chivalry, uh, lecturer in New Testament studies at the University of St. Andrews in Scotland, agrees. She hears Paul's call to offer our minds and our bodies in service to others. Spiritual worship is manifest in loving relationships. Actions of unity and humility in terms of verse 2 results in re a renewed mind and are examples of good, acceptable, and the perfect will of God. As believers, we share our gifts for the sake of others. They are acts according to the measure of faith that God has given to each one. But she interprets the verse in a more holistic way. Rather than viewing faith as a personal commitment that each person is given in different proportions, it makes better sense to view it as the faith. In other words, the measure of faith is not a portion, but a norm. It is the measuring stick that God has given to every believer to test and approve God's will in our lives. For example, looking at the first two verses, we might conclude that worship is adequately performed through our corporate liturgy and preaching and music. These practices are not wrong, but they do not reach far enough. For Paul, worship is full-bodied. It happens in community as we live out our faith by serving one another to build up the body of Christ. The quality of our worship is not measured by what happens on Sunday mornings, but by what happens in our daily lives, in our homes, our workplaces, our schools, our neighborhood, our community, the nation, the world, and what happens right here among us. I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's many mercies, offer your minds and your bodies in actions for service, caring for each other, and having that be able to strengthen us to go and care for others throughout the world, being that light. What might it look like to present our bodies as a form of true spiritual worship? How can you today choose to offer your soul and body to God as an act of worship? Not only on Sundays or during these 40 days of Lent, but by the mercies of God, be transformed, offering grace, daily living, the faith, 
In Jesus' name, amen.